The Perfect Studying Routine, written by Scott Young, June 2020. Previously, I explained the difference between learning bounded and unbounded subjects. School is bounded, life is unbounded. The difference is critical. In today's lesson, however, I'd like to shift from search strategies to routines. What is the best routine for studying? The correct answer is that the perfect routine is the one that you can stick to that will let you reach your goals. Everyone has different personalities, constraints, and preferences, so the perfect routine for each person will be honestly a little bit different. Now that's true, but it's also unhelpful. Obviously some routines are much better than others, even if we're all unique. So instead of specifying an exact routine, let's look at the ingredients any such routine would have to have. Get the essential recipe right and the spices are up to you. The recipe for the perfect routine. Now there are five main ingredients to include in any studying schedule you could dream up. Instruction, retrieval, spacing, understanding, and feedback. There are few subjects where omitting one of these is safe. And conversely, if you get all five, the rest is mostly fine tuning. So let's look at each. First, instruction. Avoid trial and error. Now this is the most obvious part. Instruction could be lessons, books, or tutoring. The reason to have instruction is to avoid trial and error. For some subjects, the trial and error is so difficult that nobody seriously attempts learning it without help. So no one tries to go out and rediscover Newton's laws of motion through personal experimentation. But even in more typically self-taught subjects, instruction helps. Being shown the right way to swing a golf club, hold a paintbrush, or conjugate a verb can save enormous time over random experimentation. 2. Retrieval. Knowledge in your brain, not the book. Retrieval means deliberately dredging up knowledge from your mind, not just passively exposing yourself to it. Countless studies show retrieval practice works better than passive review. If you're going to use the knowledge in a specific place, practice in that place. Do practice tests, work on real problems, and apply it. 3. Spacing. Once is not enough. Spacing is the idea of repeated reviews spread out in time. It's one of the most robust effects in cognitive psychology, benefiting many subjects you might want to study. The mechanism is a little less clear. Consolidation of memories via deep sleep may play a role. Other theories suggest activating knowledge in different prior contexts makes more robust cues for retrieval. So, for instance, studying something from both your class and from home gives you two possible starting points to recall the fact. Regardless of how it works, its effectiveness is certain. A good routine needs to cover old knowledge along with the new. 4. Understanding. Never memorize what needs to be understood. The goal of learning is for things to make sense. If something feels like an arbitrary collection of facts, that's a sign you aren't investing in understanding it. Failures to understand can be fixed. The Feynman technique remains one of my most popular pieces of studying advice. And the method is simple. Explain the confusing idea to yourself as if you were teaching it. Then when you get stuck, find a textbook or teacher and you can now ask a much more specific question to resolve your misunderstanding. Now, not all understanding needs to use formal methods in order to be created. With understanding as a goal, you change how you learn. The question stops being, 
how do I cram all of this into my head and becomes how do I make all of this obvious? Five, feedback. Know your mistakes. Okay, feedback is obviously useful, but there are some common misconceptions. The first is that feedback has to come from other people. This is false. Did that work can often be answered directly from the environment. Human feedback can introduce biases, delays, and social difficulties, so it isn't always ideal. I suggest flipping the logic around. Whenever you can get accurate feedback that doesn't need it from another person, get it there first. The other mistake is assuming feedback will fix all problems. So feedback helps, but only with the other four ingredients. Tons of feedback, unprocessed, can easily turn your studying routine into trial and error, omitting ingredient one. Or rote memorization, omitting ingredient number four. Fixing the recipe. To perfect your studying routine, look at what you've been doing and see where your ingredients might be missing. So let's say you're an amateur painter, but you've never taken a class. Reading books or watching people paint will give you new methods. Add instruction and you can grow a lot faster than just doing it on your own. Two, you learn history just by reading a lot. So there's no retrieval or feedback. Why not try writing an essay or having conversations with other history buffs? Three, you work through a course one lesson at a time. You get instruction, do practice problems, or try to understand it all. So far, so good. But you're missing spacing. Old units don't get reviewed until right before the exam when you're already starting to forget. A 10-minute pop quiz on previous topics can save hours of cramming. Your homework. Perfecting your studying routine. So here's your homework for today. First, pick something you've been trying to learn. Second, go through each of these five ingredients, instruction, retrieval, spacing, understanding, and feedback. Which is missing or weak? Third, what's one way you could add it in or supplement the weak or missing part? Fourth, go to the comments page for this original post and write down your response. Bookworms almost never miss instruction, but they often miss retrieval. Practitioners get spacing and feedback for free, but they may miss out on instruction. A lot of improvements to your routine can simply come from hitting all five. That's it for today's lesson. On Monday, July 6, 2020, I'm going to be reopening Rapid Learner, my six-week learning course for a new session. This course covers all of these ingredients in much more depth along with other strategies for improving how you learn. Even if you're listening to this long after I recorded it, you can go to rapid-learner-course.com and find out about our next session. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott H. Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website, scotthyoung.com. Thank you.